is the Youth Worker Collective podcast from Young People's Ministries. You don't have to be in ministry alone with resources, coaching, games, and more at umcyoungpeople.com. Jeremy Steele and I are here to hang out for our Youth Worker Recharge, and we're doing a third session on Sabbath that comes from our crash courses on youth ministry. And we're doing that because we think Sabbath is such a big deal. Isn't that right? Yeah, it's huge. And it's the thing that if you neglect it long enough, you will burn out. You will leave all of the things. You will compromise uh, and it won't be good. That's right. Um, and we've done two weeks on Sabbath so far. We we kind of explored the idea and the origins of Sabbath. We talked about um, the difference between self-care and Sabbath. And for our time today, we thought that we might just pull a couple of questions out of the crash course on youth ministry about self-care and Sabbath and, and ask each other the questions that we uh, ask the readers of that document to ask themselves. Um, so, Jeremy... Are there any acts of worship that positively affect your relationship with God right now? Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting. I think uh, sort of acts of worship um, is an interesting term, right? Um, Knowing what all the questions are, I think that um, that 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 is uh, sort of targeted for our normal the sort of what we normally think of as corporate worship um, where we are with other people. And, um, and, you know, for me, uh, receiving the sacrament of communion is probably the, um, the thing that is most mysterious and most, uh, compelling to me at this moment in my um, journey uh, that uh, because part of part of my faith is uh, is really strengthened by connection to history right I'm not a hundred percent sure about things and um and I'm never a hundred percent sure about what other people are telling me about, about God. Right. But the fact that there is this long stream, right. This long history of people uh, believing and working and serving and being uh, molded by uh, this faith that grows out of the Jesus story Um that is a thing that really in the middle of whatever uh, doubt or questions I might have, that's a thing that connects with me and, and communion is there from the very beginning. And so um, it feels like this mystery and this connection with history that is just what I need. What about you, Chris? Uh, I love the answer about communion. And that has been a real struggle for me uh, during the course of the pandemic, because that has needed to look so different. Um, If you're worshiping virtually, it's a different experience when it's not communal and you're just kind of having bread and juice or trying to recreate that ritual at home with like the virtual blessing of whoever you're worshiping with. 
Um, (laughs) You know, for me right now, this is super duper weird. And and again, it's probably because I haven't been able to do it in a while, but um, I'm a terrible singer. Like I'm, I'm awful at singing. Um, my, my rule for song is that what you lack in talent, you make up for in volume. And so I just, you know, like (laughs) sing incredibly loud and incredibly poorly. Um, and that's another one that got affected by the pandemic, right? There wasn't the ability to be together and sing hymns. Um, and for me, like, I, I, I love being able to sing along, even though I've got a terrible voice. And so I, I miss that part of corporate worship. And so oddly, like, there, there's a, a worship and a Sabbath piece for me that has to do with the theology that you might find in hymns or the theology that you might find in song. Mm-hmm. Um, two or three weeks ago, I was in Jumonville, Pennsylvania at the national gathering for the camp and retreat ministry leaders um, mm-hmm. from across the United Methodist Church. And it was the first time I was in a worship setting where there was singing in like a year to a year and a half. And wow. just kind of letting the sound bounce around the room and, you know, that that rhythm and sometimes the vibrations that you feel when when the bass mm-hmm. is really moving or, or when there's just some harmonies that are happening in different places um, for somebody with no musical talent. And that sucks at singing. Um, oddly enough, right now. Yeah, that that bit of song and that bit of hymn is a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Um. When, when we think about some other things too, I mean, corporate worship is, is one of the big ones and certainly one of the things that um, like pastors of local churches, I think would love us to be able to say as part of Sabbath time. Um, But are there some other ways that you, that you, Jeremy, feel like you're really effective when you're trying to spend time with God? Yeah. And (laughs) at the risk of sounding too Californian, um, uh, meditation is a huge thing for me. I actually discovered sort of Eastern spiritual practices, uh, Eastern Christianity, um, back when I was working in Alabama and, um, through things like centering prayer and the Jesus prayer, the things from the ancient desert fathers and uh, mothers of our faith. Um, and, and recently that's sort of been a new well um, and sort of beginning to explore um, uh, the, the sense of um, emptiness and um, cognizance and, and all of that um, has been really helpful for me, especially in this season where the personal in-person stuff has not been mm-hmm. as much. Um, really, um, really diving into that world uh, deeper has been super, uh, super helpful for me. Um, Very what about cool. you? Um, uh, you know, I, I started running like six or seven years ago and like, yeah, I'm sorry. I know. Uh, it's because I'm cheap. It's free. As long as you have a <laughs> pair of shoes, you don't have to like pay a membership to a gym or anything. Um, yeah, but man, some of my friends spend as much money on running shoes as a gym membership. <laughs> that's a that's a them problem. <laughs> um, but you know, honestly, when when you talk about sort of meditation and and 
having just a time where you're really focused. Um, I find myself in that same space when I'm running and, and my mind will start to, you know, pour over big questions um, or pour over people or places or situations that I, I need to be able to put more energy into. And so I kind of end up with these running thoughts. Um, and for a long time, uh, I would just sort of have them and then forget about them as soon as the the runs were finished. And I'm trying to be <laughs> trying to be getting better about like journaling, right? Like sitting mm. down and not only do I have the time to process that stuff while I'm on my run, but then sit down and okay, what are the things I thought and what are the new questions I came up with or mm. what are the things that it seems like God is asking me to do or or how God or Jesus might react to the situation if if they happen to be in the same place and what, what would they like to see me do kind of a thing. Um, so that self-reflective time um, really has been pretty key for me as well. Um, and, and I should say too, like, I, I don't think it, for whatever reason that the words that we choose when we say meditation or those kind of things, sometimes it's like barriers or speed bumps for people. Um, but really the, it, there's a tremendous tradition of Christian prayer time that is reflective and in that meditative spirit, right? And and it really comes out of um, kind of the Jewish roots of the Christian faith as well. Yeah. But I, I think, I think also though, it's, it's uh, a lot of the meditation practices grow out of a different culture and a mm -hmm. different part of the world. And so sometimes for people who are sort of steeped in Western thought, um, even hearing some of the stuff can be, wait, is that, is that real? Like, is that a, is that a like, okay thing to, to do or think? And, um, and I've, uh, in getting to know people who grew up in different parts of the world, uh, in Eastern parts of the world, like Korea and uh, China and, and places like that, um, they don't have the same response to those streams of Christianity. Um, and so I think part of that is, is giving yourself permission to, experiment and play with different ways that, that you might not, might not be like sitting down and reading the Bible and taking extensive notes. Right. Um, right. But things that are very different because sometimes you realize, Oh, <laughs> I wasn't bad at connecting with God. I just was using the wrong tool. That's a great way to say it actually. Um, and sort of from like the, the Methodist sort of lens, um, John Wesley would have talked about like acts of piety and acts of mercy, right? Like there's things that we do on purpose um, in order to be able to demonstrate and show our love for God and also demonstrate and show our love for neighbor. Um, so for the people that, that do find themselves in that real Western sort of state of mind and need like a list of things that they can try to do, that can be pretty helpful. Um, yeah. And the, the, the more wide open approach that you're talking about too, um, if people have not had experiences um, where it's less structured, um, you really can discover some awesome things when you're trying to do Sabbath time and you try things that you haven't done before. Yeah. Um, last question I got maybe uh, might be the toughest of the three. And, um, you know, part of self-care in Sabbath, you know, is trying to be able to be honest with yourself as well. Um, because we don't do things perfectly all the time. We're, we're not perfect people. Um, the world is not a perfect place. Um, although that shouldn't I, stop us from trying to be a little bit better I, every day. Right. I mean, speak for yourself. 
Fine, I will. I'm not a perfect person. <laughs> um, but uh, are, are there some ways right now that you feel like you are neglecting God or your relationship with God? You know, I, I think that the main thing for me is one of the things that I'm sort of working through right now is sort of the smallness uh, of what I thought about God for a long time. Hmm. And, um, you know, thinking of God's presence as only really coming to you in certain ways. And so, um, one of the ways that I've just sort of always neglected God is, um, is not really being aware of God speaking in and communicating and being present in things that don't, uh, don't feel like spiritual practices, Hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like doing the dishes, for example, which is funny because I, I read this Jewish prayer book several years ago that had um, all kinds of interesting prayer topics. And one of them was cleaning the house. Mm. And it was a prayer at thanking God that God ordered the universe. And as I put these things back in order that I'm reflecting God's personality or something like that. Um, you'd think that that would have jarred it loose for me at that point, but it didn't quite sink all the way in. Um, and I think, so I think for me, it's, it's this, trying to be a spiritually aware person all of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the ways that I've, I've sort of neglected that and I have for a long time. Um, what about you, Chris? This is a hard question. Is it not right? Like, yeah, we, we don't like to, to kind of reflect on ourselves this way too often. Um, it, I, I think the word that, that came to mind when I was, you know, trying to figure out what exactly I would say for me has to do with generosity. Mm. Um, that especially through the course of the pandemic, I have been and become, I think, a little bit more protective of my time and what I feel like is mine. Um, and that has come with like a reduced willingness to share my time. Um, with things that I don't think are important or people that I don't think are important. And I have to remind myself that, you know what? God thinks that those people are really important. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and, you know, God might approve of, um, being able to connect with, um, with people and places and things that, that aren't always comfortable for us. Right. And, and there's been so much over the last 18 months between lockdowns and social distancing and those kind of things that have allowed me to sort of become me centered. And Mm -hmm. as, as the world starts to open back up again, I I think that's going to be something I've got to be very, very intentional about because um, you know, God is, God is a, God is a being that is on the margins, right? God is not where comfort is usually, right? Like, yes, there is a comforting side to God, but, you know, God is somebody that asks us to, to reach out and to help this world be a different place. Um, yeah. and, and to give sometimes a little bit more of ourselves 
um, or our time or our resources or those kind of things, then we might be comfortable giving. Um, the other one for me is on the financial side of things. I, I think I can say that because my, uh, my family, my wife and I were trying to build a house right now. And so looking at our budget um, and deciding how we can still be faithful participants in giving back to God and doing some of our tithing pieces um, gets really tough when yeah. you're looking at spreadsheets and those kind of things. So yeah, generosity for me, I think is the word I come back to. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, all this stuff is so important. Sabbath is key and it's worship, it's uh, corporate worship, it's personal things, and it's, it's paying attention to the negative stuff. And I, I, you know, I hope that anyone who is uh, listening to this or watching this um, will We'll take a moment and just uh, go to the uh, the uh, UMC Young People website and download the crash course. It's a great ebook. It's a quick read, and uh, and it'll help. It'll help you care for yourself. Uh, Self care and Sabbath are such important parts of, I mean, being a Christian just in general, but especially for those who are in ministry. I can't agree more. Um, and the the last kind of word of encouragement I'll give to people is is to just go ahead and do it, right? Get started. Um, we have a way of making a lot of excuses to get in our own way. And self-care and Sabbath are those things that often can get put on the back burner. So through the course of these three conversations we've had on Sabbath, I really do hope folks that are listening and paying attention and, and reading that crash course on self-care and Sabbath, just go ahead and get started. Practice will make perfect. Um, if you don't feel like you've got 24 hours, well, maybe you've got one. If you don't have one hour, maybe you've got 30 minutes, but start somewhere. Jeremy, thanks for the conversation this morning. Yeah.